0: Diamond Club Baseball has produced elite athletes for 10 years now and is even trusted by your Colorado Rockies to run their scout team program. Diamond Club is based right here in Denver, and their goal is to treat player development just like it's a minor league organization so that your child can be set up for the ultimate success.
1: Everyone works together to make sure that everyone's getting the proper instruction that they need to help youth athletes grow and to become great ball players yet enjoy the game. That's why I have my son playing with Diamond Club, because it's, it's a great way to really show them they're, they're learning baseball the right way.
0: That was Sean. As he mentioned, his son plays on a Diamond Club team. They offer multiple summer camps, private lessons, high school teams, and youth competitive teams. Plus, their prices are more affordable than their competition.
1: Diamond Club has very fair price. You know, when you kind of pay and know that all fees for the tournaments, fields, uniforms, and instruction are taken care of, as well as getting access to some of the things that other programs don't offer, like entire team instruction and fitness programs. You know the whole package to really make sure that a ball player ends up a well-rounded youth athlete.
0: Believe us when we tell you that after experiencing the knowledge, positive attitude, work ethic, and fun that their summer camps provide, your child will want to play on one of their teams. Check out DiamondClubBaseball.net today to learn more.
1: country is sitting. In Stands, drinking the curbs From mile high The best part Of the weekend Hugging the perfect Stranger As they become A friend Back and Zach, I'm back. Welcome back, baby. Uh, feels good to be here. Happy to be back on the podcast. It feels like the regular season, to be honest, because I went straight from a flight to a quick touch touch and go at home, and right back here where we're gonna get to watch some Broncos football today. Mini camp opening today, which is why I said the Broncos are back, uh, because it's just another step in the process that leads us to that first game of the season. Uh, and first of all, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you that the BSN Broncos podcast is presented by Elixinol. Go to com today and 5% of your purchase of any of their CBD products will go to a nonprofit of your choice. Um, quickly want to address something that was completely out of my control and uh, you know, I walk away for one day and there's a technical issue on the pod, but obviously... Now that I'm back in charge, there will be no technical issues. Everyone's voice will sound beautiful and full.
2: Let's just say, don't point the finger at me.
1: Uh, That's I'm all not, I'll say. I'm, I'm not pointing any <laughs> fingers. Uh, all I know is that you know, it's like when um, when Peyton Manning was injured, the Colts got the number one pick in the draft. They just they were nothing without him, and and that probably made him feel pretty good. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Anyways. Let's jump into uh, some quick news here, Zach, uh, that we'll touch on before we talk about what we're going to expect this week in minicamp.
2: First news yesterday, Ryan, Chaz Green is now a member of the Denver Broncos. What do you know about Chaz?
1: He is a famous uh, YouTuber, I assume, <laughs> who makes funny videos about like him and his bros. He's
2: probably got a haircut similar to yours.
1: Yep. Yep, he rocks this one. Um, he or maybe a man bun. Mm. He frequents barstool sports, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's what I know about Chaz. And
2: he's six foot five, three hundred and fourteen pounds.
1: Oh, that doesn't—that's not what I was picturing. Different Chaz? Yeah, I think we've got the wrong Chaz here. <laughs> that was Chaz Yellow. Oh, yeah. of course, yes. Uh, and he's got the green light now uh, mm. to make this team, I suppose, if he can make a difference here. Was he a part of that Cowboys line that was so solid?
2: Yes, but as a backup.
1: Ah, so not one <laughs> word apart. Or not one, not two words apart, one word apart. <laughs> he was a part of. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but I, re- I, I remember him for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe he had to play in the game against the Broncos that year.
2: He started seven games, so potentially he's played against the Broncos.
1: I think that might have been the case. I just remember his name. It's hard to, it's hard to <laughs> forget. Anyways, does that give you any concern about the health of someone on the line? Sure. What,
2: why, why would it not? And we know Ron Leary took a positive step last week. But, Ryan, that's what I'm looking for today. Is Ron Leary taking another positive step? Because it seemed like the very first OTA practice we watched, we were all surprised. Like, wow, Ron's doing a lot more than we expected. What happened the next week? seemed like there was a step backwards. There certainly wasn't a step forward. A little step backward today, or last week, a big step forward. Let's see if that continues.
1: Now, what about Juwan James? Mm. I'm a little worried there. i got to be honest. Um, seems like guys all the time are getting hurt working out on their own. Over
2: the weekend. Over
1: the week, Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to make any accusations here, but – how come no guys ever get hurt working out like in the building <laughs> except for remember that uh philly was it philly brown
2: i think so philly brown who His got first like, damn here. near knocked out yeah. by a,
1: a weightlifting pole or whatever <laughs> yeah which who knows he could have gotten punched you know like, <laughs> right the, you never know what when, happens in the weight room right? or
2: outside of the weight room stays there
1: if someone gets hurt in the weight room red flags are going off <laughs> or alarms are going off for me but anyways i hope that it, it was uh, you know he tweaked his hip in the weight room uh, doing a squat like maybe he came up on a squat weird and just got i don't know i I don't like anything about that but that was my first thought is oh man are they gonna have to kick someone out and you you cannot have that you can't have it
2: so if you want to have a reason to not worry about it he's just replacing nico Fala. Who uh, that that was the guy who went on IR that had the spot open for the Broncos? So he was an offensive lineman. You're just replacing him with another offensive lineman.
1: We'll find out when we walk out there today and see who who's in the lineup. Um, it'll be interesting. I'm holding my breath. I'm holding my breath that this isn't uh, you know some sort of injury that's going to linger and linger and linger. And oh, uh, two weeks into training camp. Well, we're just we want to be extra safe. You know, like I can't. This team can't afford that. At all. They can't afford any sort of getting nicked up on the offensive line, really. And and obviously, it's going to happen eventually, but too
2: soon. You know what I just thought of, Ryan? The two guys we just talked about with injury concerns? Two highest-paid offensive linemen on your team.
1: And the two guys with the most publicized injury concerns.
2: Yep. Ugh, oh, that's not... That- you come here and you just bring this negativity. What's up with that?
1: So i I'm just, you know, I've had eight. <laughs> o- I've already been awake for eight hours today. It's eleven o'clock, and I've had a lot of time to think, and that's what I've been thinking about.
2: Let's turn it to some brighter news. Von Miller today. It was announced that he has been named the recipient of the 2019 National Jefferson Award for outstanding public service in professional sports. Quite. A big deal for Vaughn, and of course, the main thing that he has on his resume is Vaughn's vision, which is one of the coolest things around. I mean it it helps kids see. and that's what every kid needs to to be able to um, to succeed in life and Vaughn's done a tremendous job with that. He's also done a very good job with other things. I mean, it seems like every year he's winning either an award or last year he announced. Uh, the partnership to help police police officers and first responders get uh, get body armor, and
1: so he's he's the best. I really am in a negative mood today. Like, <laughs> oh no! I, all what? I want to say is, like, how many awards are there? <laughs> I feel like there's a million. Like, I feel like there's too many awards. We need to uh, stop
2: giving out participation trophies.
1: It's not a participation trophy. It's just like, how many awards are there? <laughs> I feel like that, like i don't know i've never heard of this award before you haven't
2: heard of the jefferson award for outstanding public service and sports
1: what does thomas jefferson have to do with <laughs> public service and sports mm. i assume because of, this is in dc i
2: yeah i mean you're probably right i didn't even think about thomas
1: who are you thinking of jefferson <laughs> <laughs> uh al jefferson <laughs> probably <former> nba player <laughs> i you know what uh, this is just where this is where <laughs> i'm at today uh, it's the traveling i think traveling got the best of me like there were so many idiots at the airport god I, there's always idiots you know mm-hmm. you go anywhere there's gonna be idiots <laughs> today was it was high time for idiots to be out and about today <laughs> uh, so people maybe grinding your gears he really? Yeah, that's where I'm at today And
2: Vaughn's Von, gonna take the same flight that you just took this morning Except he's going the other way to receive this award That's
1: true, I was coming from D.C. I saw Will Barton at the airport as well Wow, was uh, he one in, of the idiots? In Denver, no, he, was, <laughs> he wasn't one of the idiots But like, there's these people in front of me Who put their bag on the thing, you know, to weigh it Right It's 50 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. This damn bag is 74 pounds <laughs> How did they do that? You know, and, and this thing is like the size of a house this bag <laughs> and i'm like did you guys not know the rule like in my head you know yeah and they're like oh can we try and take some stuff out <laughs> i'm like you're gonna take out 24 pounds of stuff <laughs> a, out of your bag a
2: third of your bag
1: right and so they're like shuffling around and, and the people at the there's only one person at the desk and it's not like, like that person should have said get the hell out of the way you know it's <laughs> yep. gonna take a while
2: no they stayed they there sit there Wow. And so
1: here I am, you know, and and actually I ended up benefiting a little bit from it because I went and took my bag and it was like 52 uh, because me and my girlfriend shared a bag. So I'm like, all right, we got to get two pounds (laughs) out of this thing. Uh, But it takes them no less than 15 minutes to get this thing. And I'm just sitting there watching them. Like they've got like blankets over their shoulders and (laughs) backpacks stuffed full of things. And I'm like, oh my God, this is a nightmare. Then. Before the sun's even come up. Before the sun's even come up. Then. You go, you know, and you have to show your boarding pass and your ID to get into security. Yeah. This girl just has, like, she just, like, printed off her itinerary. And she, like, hands it to the guy. I'm like, is this, like, bring, you know, a first timer to the airport day? Like, how? Like what is going on? The guy's like, I cannot take this. And she's, like, arguing. I'm like, what do you want him to do? This is his job. He has to, like, wow. check your boarding pass. And that's not a boarding pass. It just says where you're flying. It's an email that says where you're flying. Like, Are you stupid? then sorry i gotta get all this (laughs) off my chest then we go into the security line and some guy just like walks in just like i'm putting my stuff in and he just cuts me in line with like a camera and a tripod (laughs) and all this stuff and he's like shuffling around he's like he's like flirting with the lady who's like checking to make sure everything okay and and i just like look like i gave her this look like is this guy serious? And she's like, you can cut him. And I'm like, thank you. So I grab myself and I go around. I, it was, it was everywhere. It was wow. unavoidable today. Wow. It was crazy.
2: Wow. And now you're here.
1: Now I'm here. And that, so that's why I'm, that's why I'm feeling this way today. It's a good thing. I'm not writing the observations. today. <laughs> or at least Nothing could go right.
2: Instead of looking at the positives, you'd only be looking at the negatives.
1: Right. I'm like Flacco's trash. The offensive line is already doomed. <laughs> The running back room is nothing without Philip Lindsay. Uh, there's no depth at outside linebacker. Chris Harris is rusty.
2: We just need to end the pod now. <laughs> we need to end the pod. This is going down a bad path. But
1: speaking of mandatory minicamp,
2: here we are. and Let's just talk about how negative it is that it's mandatory.
1: How can they do this to these guys? These guys put their lives on the line every single week. And you're going to tell them they've got to show up in the middle of June? No, but anyways... Um, we got three straight days here to watch this team practice. It'll be the first time we ever get, uh, I guess like a full sample size. Obviously we want like when it, when we get into July and August, we want to see, we'll see a practice every single day. And that's when we'll really get an idea of what this team's going to look like. But one-off practices are hard to make you know, sweeping observations about because we have no... Like, Drew Locke could have an amazing practice on a Monday. We have no idea if he threw, like, 17 interceptions on Tuesday and Wednesday, you know? <laughs> and we can be like, Drew Locke's looking great, while was, internally they're like, oh, God, what is going on here mm-hmm. now? I, see, here I go again. <laughs> why, couldn't it be, why couldn't it be all awesome? Uh, but three in a row, you can learn something from three in a row. So, Zach, I want to know from you What do you want to on Thursday afternoon come away learning and knowing and feeling comfortable about with this team?
2: You know what three in a row reminds me of big time? And not the game that the Broncos play inside the locker room. Three in a row. Connect four. It's, it's, you know, one more than two, Ryan. It's one more. It's two more than one.
1: You're still getting three. (laughs) One more than two and two more than one is still three. The game is called Connect Four.
2: Close enough. Close enough. Horseshoes, right? What this reminds me of...
1: (laughs) Yeah, okay. I'm finally (laughs) on your wavelength.
2: This reminds me of Paxton Lynch. Remember the first two days of training camp, however many years ago? Paxton comes out. Paxton versus Trevor. And Paxton lights it up. No pads on. Just like there will be no pads on during this camp. Lights it up for the first two days. And I think, oddly enough, they had like Sunday off or something. And we're talking on the pod. If he comes out here on Monday and lights it up, game over. Paxton Lynch is going to be the starting quarterback. And we were right because he didn't come out and light it up. He, he did not. He looked terrible. And then, of course, it all unfolded. But three in a row is important because, like you said, you can come out and have a great day. Anyone could do that. I could do that maybe. Two in a row, I couldn't do two in a row. These guys can do two in a row. Three in a row really shows that forward progress. So I got to start there. I gotta start with the backup quarterback because I'm taking a big picture look at this at this mini camp. I wanna see progress from Drew Locke. Do I need him to light it up every single day? No. Would that be great to see? Absolutely. But I want to see progress from what he did last week because he f- he flashed that what was it, the second practice we got to watch, and then we've been just comfortable with what he's been doing. Nothing bad. So I just want to see that steady progress from him because he's the future. Whether it's this year, whether it's next year, the year after, it doesn't matter want to see that progress
1: that's a really good one uh because that's the i mean that's where you go right is quarterbacks and consistency and you mentioned the three in a row thing and i think uh anyone who is a golfer that listens to this podcast can totally relate to that if you are an amateur golfer and i know we have some actual pros that listen to this but and maybe they can even relate how many times have you ever played three good rounds in a row Mm.
0: i've
1: been playing golf for 23 years zach I don't know if I can remember 3 like 3 really good rounds in a row. You know, I I've gotten into a groove where everything I'm comfortable with for, you know, a week or so, but I can't remember a time where I shot 3 in a row that were like in my hot zone. It's so hard. And you can even watch the PGA, you know, if you watch the tournaments Thursday through Sunday. If a guy is good for all 4 days, they win. You know, even Brooks Kepka who won the last uh, of the PGA he fell apart on Sunday but he was so good on the first three days and right. he put three in a row yeah he it was impossible for anyone to catch him three in a row in anything is really hard you know winning three in a row in any sport is tough uh, beating a team three times in a row we always talk about how tough that is when it comes to this if if we see three really good practices in a row from anyone it should be be a good indication from us. Now, I'm still never going to fall into the Case Keenum trap, um, but I bet you we'll see three good practices from Joe Flacco. I just, I'm, I'm expecting that. Just about anyone else on the team, Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb shows me three good practices in a row where, I mean, like I keep writing down 55 in my notebook, 55, 55, 55. I'm like, he's going to, he, he could be on pace for a big step forward. Drew Locke, like you said, steady progression. I'm not expecting to see him go toe to toe with Joe Flacco. I've, that ship has sailed to me. Uh, but, If he puts together three good practices in a row where we're saying, wow, he has taken a big step forward since that first OTA, great sign. Um, Garrett Bowles, you know, like if we – any of these guys, if you see three in a row from them, it should be an indication to us that, okay, they've got it figured out. It's not just talent. You know, they're putting together the mixture of talent, technique, and understanding and becoming a well-rounded player.
2: Exactly, exactly. You hit it on the head and Ryan, you just mentioned Garrett Bowles. We've talked about Ron Leary and we've talked about Juwan James. Unless I'm stealing this from you, I'm gonna give you my second what I'm looking for this week. I gotta see the offensive line win. Now, maybe it's at some point in each practice, maybe it's one day they dominate the defensive line, not too hopeful on that. I gotta see them win a little bit.
1: But what if they don't have Juwan James or Ron Leary?
2: then Garrett Bowles has to pick up the slack and he's got to be dominant one day. So I'm going, okay, I feel good about the left side of that offensive line and uh, not, you know, terrified about the right side because they don't have those guys back, but certainly questionable about the injuries. But I got to see them win because Von Miller's looked great every practice, hasn't he? Bradley Chubb We've talked about him flashing over and over again. Derek Wolfe, Shelby Harris. We've talked about all those guys. And then you got to look at who they're dominating and the offensive line. And so I need to see them win a little bit. They're not going to win the majority of of mandatory minicamp. They're not going to win the majority in training camp against this this defense. But come on, i got to see them win occasionally.
1: That's a good one. If the two guys are out there, In any capacity, I expect it. If they're not, I expect them to get destroyed.
2: By Don Barkley and Chaz Green?
1: Yeah, like Don and Chaz, (laughs) while a good name for maybe like um, a buddy comedy cop show, (laughs) it's not what you're looking for on the offensive line. And so I'm not going to put that on them because I just know. I already know this this offensive line can't afford injuries. They can't afford one. Let alone two. Like, one, you can they'll still be um, passable. Like, they can still go out there and have a good game. We saw them, you know, throw together a couple of good games last year after they had all the injuries. But if they have two injuries to the two highest-paid players on the line, I'm not expecting anything from them. So, I'm expecting something from one guy, though. and it, And this is, I guess, a little more personal for me just because now that we have three days in a row, I can spread out my attention a little more. And I'm going to look at Dalton Reisner. I want to see just more of him. I want to see what he's looking like. I want to see if he's comfortable up there. I want to see if he's getting yelled at by his coach or if he's getting encouraged and patted on the back. That It's just something that I haven't had a lot of time to focus in on yet. And over the next three days, I'm going to take a full period to say, okay, let's see what Dalton's looking like. Because that's another – like, this is, this is a rookie. And I know we have really high expectations for him. But, Zach, it would not be – Uh, shocking in the football world for a rookie starter on the offensive line to come in and struggle. So I want to solidify that because if if that's there, then it's a start. If he's swimming a little bit, they're in big trouble. I'm just going to be honest. They're in big trouble.
2: That's the guy that I think is the best offensive lineman the Broncos have. Certainly by the end of the season, I think he's going to be the best offensive lineman they have. And I wouldn't be surprised week one – If he's our best offensive lineman, so if he's struggling, I mean, I don't think I have to tell you how much of a concern that would be in my eyes. I completely agree.
1: And let me just preface, or I guess whatever comes at the end of the book, I forget what it's called. (laughs) Um, Let me just say, when I have watched him, he's looked good. But I just, I mean, we're talking about single-digit plays where I've been able to focus in on Dalton Reisner. We're getting an hour and a half once a week up to this point you, you have to spread out your attention so let's let's keep an eye on him and you said Garrett Bowles is gonna have to step up for me it's him he's the leader like if Juwan James and Ron Leary aren't out there it's McGovern and, Re- and Reisner that I think are the leaders of that line just being honest
2: mm. so you want to see just everything from Garrett Bowles
1: oh, I mean I just want to see competency <laughs> yeah that's enough for me yeah uh, and remember, you can't learn too much about the line in this, you know, stage. Even, I think it was Shelby who told us, yeah, I mean, Draymond Jones looks like a good pass rusher, but what can you possibly learn out here with just t-shirts on or, you know, jerseys with no pads? Mm-hmm. So you can't take too much, but it's just good to see competency. That, so, I'm setting the bar low. It's a good start, right? I'm coming around back to my positive stuff. <laughs> it's that mile high air. It does. It does. It just keeps the it keeps the brain fresh. <laughs> um, other things... <laughs> I want to see the Broncos stop playing around with Kevin Hogan. But I don't Seriously? expect that. Nope. Like, I just feel like they're hurting themselves by not giving Drew all the second team reps and not giving Brett Rippon a fair share. You know, he's getting like... We'll call it 5%, 10% of the reps split between four i want he's not getting i don't think he's getting a fair chance to acclimate
2: seattle is known for what they did with russell wilson they let the quarterbacks compete they said this is this is weird ryan but they said we want the best player to win the job into play it's it's a weird concept and it's so weird in fact that Pretty much any time that we talk about, you know, Drew Locke competing with Joe Flacco or the backup position or anywhere outside of the country is also talking about a similar situation, they always point to Russell Wilson overcoming Matt Flynn, even though they just gave him a ton of money. Why is that weird? That should not be the one case that everyone points to. That should just be the norm in every single building is, yeah, we're going to let the best player win. Whether it's for the third-string quarterback job, the second-string quarterback, uh, or or the starter. Now, I'm sure Russell really overtook Matt Flynn in training camp, but I guarantee you when uh, Pete Carroll took the summer break off, he was thinking, "Whoa, we got to give Russell Wilson a chance. He has impressed us, and I want the Broncos to do the same. We've seen it with our own eyes that it's not going to happen with Drew Locke and Joe Flacco for week one of this year, but... What are we doing with the backup spot? What are we doing?
1: Couldn't tell you. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Wasting time. Um, playing into whatever the NFL version of societal norms is. You know, like, oh, you, like the, the, you can't just hand it to the rookie. We're talking about a backup job here. Yeah. You can hand a backup job to a rookie. You can He's your second round pick. Right. It's, it's his. <laughs> now, if they want, I mean, maybe there's some conversation in here where they're saying, let's make Kevin Hogan the backup. Because they're so committed to giving Drew this year off, if that if that's your plan, all right, I'll tip my cap and say you are very you're really sticking to this. Seems silly, but maybe that's where they're at. in in that case, there's obviously no chance Brett Ripon makes a team. You try and stash him on the practice squad. Even a lot of teams would say they don't want to do that. Have four quarterbacks because again, you have to split the reps. Mm-hmm. So if you have four quarterbacks. And let's say Brett Ripon's getting 10%. Well, you're taking away 2.5% from three and 3.3% from all the other guys. And over the course of a season, that's a lot. So if that's the plan, again, I'm going to say, wow, they're really, they're really sticking to this. I doubt it. And I would still be surprised if Kevin Hogan is here come week one.
2: Ditto. Me me as well. And Ryan, the most important thing that we'll be following this week in terms of this season, and we've, ta- we've touched on it a ton, injuries. There are so many question marks, specifically on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, when you look at the offensive linemen we've talked about, uh, both Leary and James, when you look at wide receiver, Emmanuel Sanders, we both think that's one that I'm actually not worried about this week. But he's a guy that has not stepped on the field, and been catching live passes. Uh, Philip Lindsey, he seems like he is progressing at a... I don't want to say he's progressing at a slow rate, but the Broncos are really taking it slow with him. I want to see if he does anything this week. At the beginning of this, uh, of this camp, or, or of the offseason, Vic said he wants Phillip back by this time. We'll see if Philip is back by this time. If you don't have Philip Lindsey, holy cow. Now, that, I don't expect that at all. But this is the time where we looked at and said, with all the injuries, we need to see something this week from these guys or else sound the alarm bells. I mean, and really you sound it the first day of training camp, but that would be concerning.
1: Oh, I just had like sickening flashbacks to watching this offense without Emmanuel Sanders and Philip Lindsay. Not fun. That was what what, uh, it was painful, legitimate pain. To watch, it, it hurt the eyeballs.
2: It was an injury to yourself.
1: Yes, that can't happen. You can't. You, you actually can't function without either of them. Like, like you need both of them desperately. They mm-hmm. are your juice. Mm-hmm. Without it, it's empty. You just. I, I don't even know what you're doing. You need them both. Your host. Your host. Even with the hose. <laughs> On Joe Flacco, <laughs> you're still host. You're hoseless with a hose. So, I think what we can surmise here is that this was an important week. There's a lot for us to learn. And I'm excited for us to take three straight days to observe, take notes, do everything that we do, share them with you on bsendever.com. You don't want to miss this. Three straight days of observations. Um, and, and come away on Friday or Thursday afternoon saying, okay, here's what we know about the Broncos. Hmm. And on the other side of this break, we'll tell you more about what we know about the Broncos up to this point.
0: The Colorado Golf Association is dedicated to preserving, improving, and serving the game of golf here in Colorado. And right now they're conducting their annual dream golf vacation raffle. Ed may executive director of the Colorado golf association gave us some more info on what exactly you can win. If you enter,
1: we had six grand prizes this year and 40 plus other prizes. So the, the big ticket items, so to speak, or the grand prizes are a trip to the BMW Championship, including VIP Access, thanks to our partnership with BMW. Uh, we, have trip to Song, we have a trip to Streamsong. We have a trip to Bandon Dunes. We have a trip to Sand Valley. And then we have what I think might be the coolest, a chance to take in, uh, a 7 Series BMW down to
0: Telluride to play in a CGA-only event. The raffle tickets will go on sale on our
1: website, coloradogolf.org. Tickets are $40, and you know all the proceeds from the raffle are going to support youth development in the state of Colorado. So you're making a great
0: donation to a great cause, but you're also having a chance to uh, really have a fantastic
1: dream golf vacation.
0: For a chance to win, be sure to go to coloradogolfassociation.org.
1: Going along on the BSN Broncos podcast presented by Elix and All. And let's hop right into it right now and get to the questions from yesterday.
2: So, Ryan, yesterday when you were gone, Christian C. chimed in. I have some specific questions for you, so we'll go back to that uh, so you can give your expert opinion. He says, I have a few questions. First, I'm beginning to learn golf and wanted to know if Ryan has any pro tips. I have not played a round of golf yet because I'm still learning the basics of the different swings and strokes. I would appreciate any tips you can offer. So,
1: golf master. It's hard to give tips from however many miles away we are (laughs) from each other, Um, but... I mean, it's, it sounds silly. The, the only thing that matters is keeping your eye on the ball. Everything else will fall into place. Just keep your eye on the ball. Mm, just like every sport, right? Essentially, yes. I mean, I, I don't know what else I could say from here other than that. And here's another thing. And some golf pro might be pulling their hair out when I say this. When you're learning to swing, learn to swing hard. Don't be... Learn flop. to swing hard. Yep, don't huh. be flopping this thing around here worrying <laughs> about making contact. Swing the damn club, because once you get out there and you realize that these holes are 415 yards and you're out there swinging it like it's a, I don't even know, like you're warming up a baseball swing or something. <laughs> it's not. You're not going to get it there. So when you're developing, you got to learn to swing that thing. Otherwise, it's going to take. You're going to re- you're going to get out there and realize I got to I got to learn to swing harder. So start by swinging hard.
2: That makes sense. That's I feel like people may give the opposite.
1: I think so too, but I've always thought the op- like I've always because I I rem- like I did teach some friends when I was younger, and realized you know okay well, we'll just learn how to make contact and you know learn the swing path and all this stuff and then they get out there and they're hitting it like eighty yards at a time and you're like okay all right all right let's go back, swing it, and eventually if you keep your eye on the ball and you swing it hard and you have someone helping you a little bit with the mechanics, you're going to have a a real golf swing, not this floppy noodle thing.
2: (laughs) Speaking of another golfer, he says, Second, what is it that makes Elway's steak seasoning so good? Can it be recreated? For someone like me who lives outside of the continental U.S. and cannot receive it through the mail, is there an ingredient list on the package that I can try to imitate?
1: Couldn't tell you, but that's like saying... What makes John Elway the football player so good? Can I go out there and imitate? No, you can't. It's John Elway. It's, he has the magic and it's in the seasoning.
2: What makes John Elway the golfer so good? And can I imitate it?
1: No. It's his competitive nature and desire to succeed. You can't imitate that.
2: And a nice country club membership. Yes, that, that is a nice,
1: you know, if you can get a country club, there's some, some advice for you. Get a country club membership. <laughs> And be able to hit unlimited balls out there.
2: So first is swing hard. Keep your eye on the ball. Second, country club membership.
1: And lots of red meat with LA seasoning on <laughs> That is the key to golf.
2: John would probably say all of that is right on.
1: I, I think so, too. <laughs> I wonder if he, like, brings... Some of his season- seasoning to Cherry Hills, and was like, hey, "Can you make me a burger with some of this on it?" Because that's what I would do if I was him.
2: Or maybe that was his his buy-in to the country club. It, typically, you have to pay a large fee to join a country club. Maybe he just said, "I'll give you my steak seasoning, and you can use that."
1: And then it, he benefits twice because he gets to <laughs> eat it with the seasoning <laughs> and saves cash. Talk to him about it next time I get a chance to just talk on the cu- off the cuff with him, which is few and far between. But you never know; like, you're not going to talk about. The team right because you're just burning a bridge there i've talked about golf with him a couple times next time i'm bringing up the seasoning
2: Mm. he could like ruin your dreams though he may just be like i've i have no idea i was never involved in that i've never even had it (laughs) i get my steaks and always without it
1: i hate seasoning i just like (laughs) a slab of meat cooked up (laughs) sent over to me uh, eating is you know it's just ceremonial for me. I just I know I have to do it. That's why I do it. He
2: says I ceviche my steaks. Can you do that? I don't think so. Don't think so. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: uh, well, would that be there, beef tartare? Like, I was going to say there's certain qualities of meat. Like you can get a beef sushi mm. with like a thin slice of like nice meat.
2: I like some juice in my meat, but I don't know if I like it like that. It's good. I've
1: had it. Mm. It's
2: good. Same flavor as what? As, like, it cooked? No. Oh, well, good. That's or else like I'd saying say, like, I'm just... like,
1: salmon sushi tastes like cooked salmon. No, it doesn't. It's not too Not at all. Not too different, right? Uh, no, there's nothing similar. I've never about. had them side by side. One of them, it's not even close. <laughs> there's nothing similar.
2: How can you taste what the meat in a sushi tastes like? It just all tastes like one because you just throw it all in your mouth.
1: You, you, you're you saying you don't notice, notice the difference between, like, tuna and salmon sushi?
2: I could probably notice that.
1: Yeah. Okay. And both of them taste different than the cooked <laughs> versions of that fish. You're right. Okay. We're glad <laughs> we have that cleared up. Next one here. What is with you guys in the long comment? We got to dial this back a little bit. <laughs>
2: Yesterday and today, we we're reading some novels.
1: I didn't even realize the benefit of when we opened it up to Twitter, but mm. man, really keeping it to 180 <laughs> characters. That was nice. <laughs> this is maybe 180 paragraphs pages from Benny lava says I have a friend who's a huge Packers fan and every offseason we make a pretty extensive list of bets concerning our two teams each party has to agree to the bet but they are usually pretty even in terms of fairness these bets get pretty complicated and obscure but always make for a fun offseason activity to keep things interesting whoever wins a bet gets five dollars from the other person a couple examples from last year we had a bet between who would get more combined sacks between Bradley Chubb and Von Miller and Clay Matthews Nick Perry and Blake Martinez we had one. I assume the Broncos won that one. I'd hope so. We had one that was who would have a higher hang time average for punts between J.K. Scott and Wad Mania. I think you probably lost that one. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> things like that, kind of silly, but definitely pretty fun. I thought it would be kind of fun to try something like that this off season with you guys on the pod, like Zach versus Ryan or Henry versus Dre. Obviously, we we're all Broncos fans, so the competition would have to be intra-team. He has some possible questions I came up with. More touches on the ball. Jano or Booker. I got Booker.
2: Booker. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> more tackles. Bulls <Bowles> or Danine? <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Deneen. Give me Joe. Special <laughs> teams tackles, I think, is where he'll get. Them. <laughs> yeah. Uh more fifty yard receptions. Fant or the field tight ends. Fant. Fant, but easy. easy. Unless
2: the, unless foom.
1: Hireman. Yeah, not Hireman. I'll give you Jeff. All right, uh, he says. Sorry about the somewhat poor explanation. It's kind of hard thing to describe. I guess I'm no linguistic master like Colin Fair Mullins or some of our other commenters. By the way, I won five dollars last year. We had something like 33 bets, so it came out pretty darn even. Wow! I think we need a full list. Mm-hmm. We can even put it in at the bottom of like one of the Broncos roundtables. Yeah, get I love everyone, that. Do not want to chime in?
2: I love that, and we're we're entering that season of lava right after this week. We need your help, so definitely shoot us shoot us some more ideas. We love it.
1: Uh, He finishes off by saying, I found this pod because my girlfriend consistently gave me crap for not listening to podcasts like her. What a angel. She's super into true crime murder podcasts, so that's all I thought there were. I hate that crap, but she informed me there's podcasts for everything. (laughs) She said, quote, you could probably find a bunch of Broncos or video gaming podcasts. I listened to you guys first and haven't missed a day since. Thanks for changing my mind on podcasts, my guys.
2: Man, Cheers. that's that's too cool. We're so happy to have you and your girlfriend riding along with us. And Ryan, girlfriends are becoming our best friend here. Yesterday, we got a comment from tr- maybe my best friend, True chant Fan Twenty Four, said his girlfriend thinks my laugh is cute.
1: Oh, yep. whoa, yep. <laughs> yep, yep. Let's go. <laughs> I think. Um, Your girlfriend's favorite podcast would be a good tagline.
2: Mm, That would be. That (laughs) would be. And speaking of podcast taglines, Nick Geyer says, I heard Zach say, here's the thing about, and I thought that's the slogan of the pod. That's eerie because I did not read that. (laughs) So you might as well make a BSN Denver, here's the thing about t-shirt. I'm thinking it's like three lines on the shirt. Here's the thing about Philip Lindsay. Here's the thing about Kyle Freeland. Here's the thing about BSN Denver. And when people read the shirt, they'll know Philip and Kyle and inevitably, inevitably, oh my gosh, I can't get that word, have to ask about BSN. Stupid idea? I don't know. Might as well cash in on the phrase, though. That's not a stupid idea at all. Love love the idea, Nick.
1: Love the idea. And I've actually uh, been tossing around ideas of how to capitalize more on here's the thing about somehow mm-hmm. that just like became my thing. Yep. I like it. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about it. And yeah, here's the <laughs> thing about it is I like it. And it's good. It is good. So uh, I'm thinking of more ways to expand on that.
2: Mm. So you wanna? You don't just wanna keep it for special times.
1: It will be kept for special times from a writing standpoint. Oh. What if there's other ways to incorporate? Ah,
2: it? I like that. I like that. He says. Anyways, who is your dark horse pick for AFC West MVP this year? What do you think? Patrick Mahomes is obviously nothing Not a but a dark horse. horse
1: um afc west mvp dark horse i am going to say should i pick a bronco and a non-bronco let's do that okay for broncos i'm going to pick um bryce callahan
2: mm. maybe that's too dark yeah i think that's too dark all right fine. i like it though i'll take the national dark horse philip Lindsay.
1: yeah he's not a dark horse anymore though on a national scale, is right, he though? Broncos, I'm gonna take Joe Flacco. <laughs>
2: um,
1: for defensive MVP of the Broncos, though, could be Bryce Callahan.
2: Mmm. It's gotta be one of the pass rushers. Has to be.
1: They're gonna make it easy for him to get to make plays.
2: Mm, I could see Bryce just sliding in and out of interceptions.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like I could see him leading the NFL. Yeah. And so that's why he came to my mind. Um they're not going to want to throw a Chris. Nope. And, and they're going to want to throw it. And they're going to want to throw it. Yep. And Bryce Callahan eats short passes. Mm, I like that. So, maybe like a couple pick sixes, leads the NFL in picks. That's what I'm that's that's what I'm getting at there. But you it's it's too dark. Too dark of a dark. Person. <laughs> um as for the AFC West, I'm going to say Derwin James.
2: <sighs> that is still so dark. I, I like how deep you're going.
1: I just think he's so good. Yeah. He's so – like, he's going to be an all-pro. He's an all-pro as a rookie, right? I think so. Yep. So –
2: Denzel Ward was picked at four by Cleveland, right? Yep. Derwin James would have been a great pick there.
1: Yeah, and they were still – like, teams always do this, where they're still hanging on to a feeling they have about a guy they already drafted, and they don't draft another guy at that same position. And it was Jabril Peppers, I'm pretty sure. They trade. He's he's gone. They yep. traded him. Yep. So they didn't care that much about him. But when they're making that pick, they're like, ah, oh, but what if Jabril takes a step forward this year? Don't do that. But anyways, I mean, he obviously fell to like sixteen or something along those lines. So a lot of teams did that. But he could end up being the best player, like in terms of like Hall of Famers. He might end up being the Hall of Famer of that class.
2: Absolutely. And I'm gonna go an obvious or a or, or real dark horse here because I think anyone not named Patrick Mahomes is a dark horse. Philip Rivers. He's set up to succeed now more than he ever has and he's a potential Hall of Fame player and you set him up more than he ever has. You're probably going to come back and say he's going to have a weird four game stretch like they always do but I feel like it's his year.
1: I think before our old Father Time smacks his lips on Tom Brady, <laughs> he's going to get him on Philip Rivers.
2: Mm, and is that this year?
1: Yeah. Wow. His arm looked, it looked like he was really trying last year. And it always looked like he was trying, but like he had a hard time. I think, I think the, the, uh, the hinges are getting a little rusty over
2: there. Could you imagine if this is the best Chargers team they've ever had and this happens
1: to be Phillip Rivers' year where he falls off?
0: Yep.
2: That would be the Chargers. I'm expecting that it. That makes
1: sense. I'm expecting <laughs> it. Um, I guess I, I'll go an offensive dark horse too. Um, Travis Kelsey. Hmm. If they lose Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey's catching like 150 balls. <sighs>
2: yeah. Yeah. How many of those against the Broncos per game? 140.
1: <laughs> All right. Another long one here coming from NBOT. He says, hey, huge shout out to BSN. By far the best value I find in my monthly budget. Every podcast, I literally laugh out loud, often several times, which gets weird work weird looks from my wife or airplane passengers <laughs> i've i s- listened to like eight podcasts between my two flights and i probably heard 10 words total i fell asleep instantly <laughs> so does
2: that mean Enbot is uh works in the travel industry
1: or he just fly? he's just, he just flies all the time yeah he yeah. travels for work yeah i could see it all right here's a, a long list of things one, PFM will be in the Broncos' ring of fame, and he deserves it.
2: Would be silly if he's
1: not. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's for sure. His number's technically retired. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Also, can we fix that?
2: Someone brought it up yesterday. That was part of their argument for why he's not a Bronco, is the Broncos even have him as a – This a was footnote. their argument. Yeah, exactly, as a footnote to Frank Trapuca and uh, – I just said, what were they going to do? Just wipe out Frank Trebuca and put Manning's name above it? Just put two 18s. Mm. So, you, so you are saying the Broncos are throwing some shade at Peyton.
1: It's just silly. <laughs> what is this footnote? <laughs> like, Also, Peyton Manning was really good and he wore this?
2: I guess, yeah.
1: I don't like it at all.
2: <laughs> so are they throwing shade?
1: It's not By shade. By being a footnote. It was not well thought out, in my opinion
2: personally i don't think those retirement signs are well thought out i think it's like i could have designed that when i was in first grade just like throw some it's a number in the name above it
1: well that's what retired numbers are
2: on <laughs> on just a piece of cardboard it looks like
1: oh those my are God. the most
2: boring signs in the
1: world i would say compared to a lot of teams retired numbers it's more exciting
2: i did what baseball don't they do uh the circle
1: the, the jersey yeah the circle that's a baseball
2: that's at least a little bit creative give me a football on there no, or something don't do that.
1: <laughs> uh i'm just saying if you want manning up there give him one
2: or, if or you else don't, don't which i
1: understand name. then don't put him up there like you know also frank Shapuka shouldn't be up there in the first place <laughs> <laughs> with no disrespect but he just I mean, I guess it's like George Washington being on the one, on the you know, 100 on the $1 bill and what other what other things is he on? Everything. He's the, the name
2: he's the name of the the capital.
1: Right, like just cuz he was the first. Right. It seems silly. He played. What what merit are we talking about here? <laughs> I'm not going to get into uh, <laughs> historical politics, but just because he was first is not worth, worthy of retiring the number. You don't want to do historical politics? no i know nothing (laughs) Uh, uh, uh. Uh, i did go on a sightseeing boat Mm. this weekend in dc because my girlfriend had some family in town they wanted to go on it so we went on it it was it was a nice ride um i learned some things oh that's good that's (laughs) good did uh did you get seasick no river sick not me i don't (laughs) get seasick
2: you sat. you sat on the top not the bottom
1: uh started on the top then went to the front deck of the boat still chilling um and then some people went inside i didn't want to mess with that so i stayed out (laughs) but uh i rarely get affected by stuff like that Mm. people like say they don't like to read in the car nope can't do that you can't do it nope yeah i'll be on twitter the whole time in the car
2: oh no i'll be donezo
1: yeah like Sometimes my girlfriend and I like debate like who's gonna drive because I I wanna you know, I'm like ah, I haven't been on my phone in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna scroll Twitter <laughs> while we go to this destination.
2: Smart. Making the bet make the most of your time.
1: Okay. Um that was only one. how many points are there? Uh there's a lot of A, B's and C's, so we gotta right. we gotta roll. Two, how I became a Broncos fan. Several of my earliest memories are Broncos related, and here comes a list of memories. Well, when I was born in 1978 at Denver General Hospital in the, in the 80s the Broncos were in the playoffs multiple times. My family would always put up the biggest barbecue playoff parties. No other events could compare. But then the disappointing cleanup. Yeah, that's that's the downside of parties.
2: That's <sighs> really true. I like that though. I like that. He goes on. We can alternate these. He goes Go on and it. It. says, "To be also as a young kid, my father would work construction and I'd work cleanup job sites after school after the Broncos or eight an example is after the Broncos lost to the 49ers, 55-10 to in 1989. Well, there's no need to throw in the score. <laughs> he confided in me that he almost bet our previous month's mortgage on the Broncos since he was so confident in them, but was really glad he didn't since we'd be homeless.
1: I bet you they were significant underdogs. You might have got some good juice on that.
2: And you would have got 45 points, and that's 44 points wouldn't have been enough. Yikes. I don't know what kind of bookies existed in the 80s, but needless to say, it was a jarring slash worrisome conversation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'd say so. All right, two seat. Crazy story. When I was born, child seats were so new that my parents took me home from the hospital. Uh, They put me in the car seat in the back seat. And the nurse escorting my parents out were appalled and asked my mom why she didn't want to hold me on the way home. I turned 40 recently and can confirm (laughs) 40s are the new 30s. No need to worry. What does that have to do with anything?
2: Just we're getting up there in age. (laughs) Oh, and Dre just turned the big 32. Was Dre
1: telling a story about taking this child home from the hospital that is completely random okay, that, right. that is random 40s of <laughs> the new 30s so i guess that makes us in our teens
2: i like that i'm okay with that living those rebellious teenage years now
1: i just went to a high school graduation yesterday mm. and really brought me back <laughs> really brought me back <laughs> to, to the to glory my... days uh maybe i don't know if it was the glory i mean i guess I don't know. I don't know if it was stories
2: would say it was a glory days.
1: There was some glory to be had. <laughs> but man, I have to say, like I I think we were I was more rebellious than I thought of in my head, just like by <laughs> seeing the way these kids were acting, you know. Like I was like, man, I feel like I was getting into some like getting into some trouble before graduation, I'll say <laughs>
2: He skips three and says, four, how I became a BSN subscriber. After the disappointing childhood memories of the 80s and then the surreal thrill of 97 and 98, I was hooked. Remember when you used to just flip channels trying to find coverage on the Broncos' wins? I had my first email account in the early 2000s and finally got into blogs in in 2010. I was an OG Denver Post commenter, then Mile High Report forum participant and finally moved to twitter since then i've fallen in bromance with zach and Zach and ryan's laughs, laughs and insight honestly their chemistry and takes blow other broncos podcasts out of the water it's not even close and embot i mean this comment right here is blowing it out of the water yeah we'd so love to hear it
1: i love to hear those stories on how people like not only just found bsn but like journeyed through the early days of like sports internet yeah. You know? Because for me it was a similar kind of path. Started for me on allbuffs.com, shout out uh to allbuffs.com, which I still go to once in a while. I used to spend all day, every day there. Mm. Then that's where I found out about Twitter because like tweets were like embedded in. I'm like, oh I gotta get Twitter. So it's it's always interesting to see how like people approach those early days of yep. forums and whatnot. Yep. Guess what? We got another long <laughs> one here with uh four bullet points. It comes in from Broncos Brit seventy three says, hey guys, just like to say that your podcast is awesome listen, so well done. First time commenting and recent subscriber, welcome, and only been a fan for two years. I have friends in Denver and have been over and hoping to get out for the games against the Titans and Chiefs. I'm also a keen follower of all the teams around Colorado. Well, you definitely found the right place in BSN. Certainly did. said, another fan from over the pond would like to comment on a few things. One, on relation to breakfast over here... You have to have a full English, which is bacon, sausage, eggs, beans, fried tomatoes, and bread or toast.
2: Wow. Yesterday, Dre was saying how they go all out for their breakfast, and I said, was it good? And he wouldn't comment. Rude. (laughs) Another one
1: of those, you know, highbrow Italians (laughs) just taking a shot at the Brits. Unreal. Anyways, with a nice tea or coffee you add in, Uh, but you need to choose a decent cafe here would be my pleasure to introduce you to the full English breakfast. Mm,
2: I would love a full English breakfast.
1: Still waiting on that GoFundMe.
2: <laughs> it goes, two, I agree with you on the water in Colorado. It's a hell of a lot better than over here. And for the altitude, I felt fitter there than here. Interesting. And to my fellow countrymen, if you go to Colorado, if you get to, co- if you get to go to Colorado, go. It is my favorite place to visit now. I'm hoping to move there in the future. It's interesting. You felt more fit in the altitude.
1: A lot of people feel the opposite. I feel like you just, as you're adjusting, you start to just feel like you're a a machine. You're like, I don't need oxygen. Right, oxygen's (laughs) overrated. (laughs) I've never felt the um, the benefits of going from sea level from altitude to sea level. I've never like gotten down there and been like, man, so much oxygen. What do I do with all of this?
2: It's true. I never have either. If you if you train in Colorado or you train at high altitude, you have 72 hours where those effects will will stay with you if you go in and do a race or something. But then they wear off.
1: I don't believe it. I think it mm-hmm. actually... In terms of sp- the Colorado sports teams, yeah. I think the small advantage they get when they're at home is erased by then going on the road Mm. and because they're on the road so much right and your your body is constantly adjusting right rather than teams who just come in once or twice a year they just pop in maybe they adjust a little bit maybe they their body doesn't even fully adjust by the time they play and then they're out right the broncos are like every team is constantly going up down up down up down i think that's harder on your body then people give credit for, and it actually becomes a disadvantage. Mm. Anyways, with the depth of the roster, he says, do you guys think we are short in any areas? I'm so glad that Drew Locke has some backing, and I agree with you guys that he could be the future of the franchise. Are the Broncos short in any areas as it relates to depth other than offensive line?
2: Linebacker. Yeah. uh, Josie Jewell was a great backup last year, right? You felt comfortable about that depth. Now he's a starter.
1: But I like JoJo. Joseph Jones, yeah. and yeah. I like Joe Pierre, yeah? as well. Okay, I don't know about Keyshawn. You feel great about those? No. Um, definitely plenty. Maybe eh, no, they've got they've got enough depth at corner. Definitely enough depth at safety. Interior like full on interior defensive line, where it's essentially just Zach Kerr who plays that who's that the natural nose. He's the only guy over three hundred and. 15 pounds yeah all the other guys in there are kind of pieces but i think that's the way they like it so i'm not gonna call it we you know they're gonna put in zach kerr on obvious run situations and other than that they're gonna mix guys around
2: the depth isn't terrible
1: the depth is pretty darn solid wide receiver beyond the top three yeah
2: certainly a concern I mean, and you hear guys make arguments for Tim Patrick all the time, uh, and I do like what I've seen from Juan Winfrey, but a young guy.
1: You know where they have a lot of depth? Where fullback? <laughs> <laughs> no neck, Aston <asking>, baby. <laughs> all right, finishes here by saying when I was over there, I visited Coors Field, and then ended up at the Ice House in Lodo. Really nice bar and friendly staff. They made this Brit feel welcome. And That is part of one of the BSN bars where if you are a subscriber, you can get a free beer on the house when you show up. And we had multiple ABS watch parties this year, and they were awesome.
2: And I doubt Broncos Brit 73 even knew that.
1: Might have missed out on a free brewski, or mm. he might have been here before it was a free brewski at Ice House. So don't forget when you come and visit this year. Exactly. Finally, he says, once again, great work with the podcast. You make my workday go quicker. Also, it's nice to hear news about the team I love as a British channel that shows... British channels that show games very rarely bring up the Broncos, Go Broncos.
2: Man, so cool to have you rolling with us Broncos, Brit. Next one coming in from Pastor Rhett. He says, "Peyton Manning and DeMarcus Ware will be remembered as Broncos." A comment. Okay. Oh, oh here we go. I think oh, that's the that's the title. I get it. He says, "I think there's one factor that will cause Peyton and DeMarcus to be remembered as Broncos: social media." Both of them played and had success after the explosions of both Twitter and, Twitter and Instagram and the amount of coverage they had is equal to 8 to 10 years of coverage beforehand. They were big stars on the field in blue and white slash silver, but they were stars everywhere in orange and blue. And Ryan, really quick, this is, of course, we, we talked about, is if we think Peyton's a Bronco, is DeMarcus Ware a Bronco? We talked about that yesterday. What did you guys say? Down the line... Not so much, but his connection with, you know, what he did with the Broncos a little bit last year, but his connection with Von Miller is making it seem like he's way more of a Bronco. And I think that 10, 20 years down the line, that separation is going to start happening where people more remember him more as a cowboy, where that separation is not going to happen with Peyton.
1: I hate to be this way, but to me, he's not a Bronco like at all. That's fair. Uh and obviously he's a contributor to a Super Bowl team so he'll always be remembered for that but I just I don't know maybe it's the fact that like the last year he was barely in there like he really was only a Bronco for what three year two two years
2: three are you including that last year no i think it was three then or not three without that three total four total I think three total.
1: I think three total, too. Right. So it was really only two, uh, right. as it turns out. That, for me, it just feels incomplete. And so it's, not, it's nothing against DeMarcus. I think he's awesome. But his impact really only spanned across two years because the third year was, it was kind of a mishmash of injuries and not really getting out there.
2: He won a Super Bowl here, though.
1: He did win a Super Bowl, so he'll always be remembered in Denver. But it's kind of – I don't know. It's like a – he felt like a hired gun to me.
2: No no disagreement here. Um, And it just – with his connection with the team and with Von Miller and, you know, showing up in Vons, just like Pastor Red says, Instagram and Twitter, often you're like, oh, yeah. You just think he's a Bronco. But once Von retires, then I think that's going to go away very quick.
1: Wouldn't surprise me. All right. Let's take – Quick break here to tell you about House Lift Colorado. Are you thinking about selling your house, but it's not in tip-top condition? How do you ensure you'll maximize your profit? If your house is in need of an upgrade, House Lift can assist in eliminating all the stress of the remodeling process, all while matching the current trends that buyers most desire. And get this: zero up- com- upfront costs from you, the homeowner. That's right, you won't pay for any of the upfront costs of the remodel until your house closes. What a deal! House Lift will handle everything from the contractors to the design all while managing the money. Here's what you need to do. Head to their website, houseliftcolorado.com, and check out the incredible remodels they've done for homeowners in the metro area. In past jobs, they've put anywhere from fifteen dollars to $60,000 more in their clients' pockets. Call 303-885-7888 today to find out what HouseLift can do for you. And if you hire one of their preferred realtors, they'll sell your house without even charging a listing commission. A great deal there. Take advantage of it if you're trying to make some money on the real estate market.
2: Ryan, next one coming in from Make the Broncos Great Again. It says, hashtag first jersey. Hey, guys. Sometime in the late 90s, after Elway retired, I was sitting at work and just closed a deal. So I thought I would reward myself and see if I could find something on eBay. This was back in the day when Amazon pretty much only sold books. Anyway, I typed John Elway into the search and immediately found a blue number seven John Elway jersey that popped up with only about eight minutes left in the auction and no bids. It was a starter brand. And so a bit lesser quality, but the opening bid amount was only 19.99. So I placed the bid and got it. I called my dad and told him the news. And ironically, he told me that the golf course he worked at Omni Interlocking was holding a tournament that weekend, and Elway was going to be there, and he might get to meet him. Needless to say, as soon as I got the jersey, I shipped it FedEx overnight to my dad, and one day later, he got it signed by the man himself. So, within a span of about six days, I paid 19.99 for an Elway jersey and got it autographed. Now I'm guessing it's worth at least two hundred dollars or so. I still might, ha- I still have it hanging in my man cave. Jam room to this day,
1: that's awesome, great story. And it was actually John Elway's tournament. I'm assuming because he used to host it at Omni Interlocking, and and I used to go. And that was such a cool thing. I wish he still did it. I I think I remember hearing that the the main sponsor of it pulled out, so they ended up stopping. But it was so cool because rarely in Colorado could you just right go to a place where all of the stars are. I mean, we're talking all of the Colorado stars. You had Joe Sakic there. John Elway, Todd Helton, those guys were there. But also, like, the Charles Barkleys, Michael Jordan, uh, you know, real, real stars. That's New
2: York, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Miami type of stuff.
1: Yeah, and John Elway had the pole. Like, Wayne Gretzky, like, like mm. you know, one of the only people probably in Colorado that can get all of those people to a course in Broomfield. Did you get it hooked up? Uh, I went, and I was, a, I was a young kid, so I could get away with a little more. And I would just stand on the T box of this one hole and anytime that you're supposed to like wait until after where there's like lines to get autographs, just stand on the T box and, hit, and like throw a ball to Charles Barkley who would sign on. It. It's pretty awesome. That's awesome. That is awesome. All right, moving on from Bronco Jayhawk J. Jay. He says, First I would like to say to RK that the last CU loss for the Jayhawks hurts deep. Get ready for revenge on December seventh in Lawrence though. I couldn't believe that could not believe that. Right after I was gloating about how we won that last one, thinking that would stand up for at least 20 years, they schedule it again.
2: So you're telling me you're not very confident in December 7th. Oh, game. no. Oh. The squad
1: is going to be ready. Oh. And it's going to be another down year for KU. <laughs> um, and I'm going to have to figure out a way to go Denver to Lawrence, to Houston, Ooh. to Denver. Because I'm not missing that. I love Lawrence, by the way, Bronco, Jayhawk, Jay. I think it's an awesome college town, which is why I cannot pass up an opportunity. it would be my third trip there. And I think it's just, it's just a great – and Fog Island Fieldhouse, I mean, I can joke around. It is incredible. Incredible. So, got to go.
2: Man, that'd be quite the weekend.
1: It, yeah, it will be. All right, he says, as for the Broncos and first jerseys, my dad was raised in Texas and was, of course, a Cowboys fan. My mom and her extended family were from Denver, and I was living there myself from 83 to 89. So I grew up a Broncos fan. As much as I liked Elway, I was also a big Jim Kelly fan in the 90s. So I hate to say my first jersey was a Jim Kelly jersey. It was the only jersey I had as a kid because my parents refused to buy them for me. I only buy jerseys now after players signed big contracts. So my first Broncos jersey was a DT. Bought a Vaughn jersey after he signed his contract. When DT was traded last year, I had to buy another one. I couldn't decide who so i broke my rule and got a Lindsay jersey <laughs> finally uh the way i found bsn was when i found out i can listen to podcasts while at work i did a search for the broncos and you guys were the first thing that came up i tend to listen to an episode or two and then try other shows to find which one i like best after listening to my first episode almost a year ago i decided it wasn't worth wasting my time to listen to any other Broncos podcast. That's all for today, guys. Keep up the good work.
2: All the feels, Broncos, Jayhawk. That is that is so cool. Man, we love hearing those stories. And you know what? You probably have a really smart rule about your jerseys. If they sign a big contract, maybe they're not going to retire their career as a Bronco, but that jersey's is probably going to be evergreen.
1: Isn't it funny how we think of jerseys, though? Like, if you bought a shirt right now and you got a year out, a good use out of it, like, right. would you feel like you wasted money on no. it? No. Maybe it's just because they're more expensive. Right. So, whatever a shirt is, like, what, what do you think that shirt that you're wearing costs you? 40 bucks. Okay. So, and you expect to get how much use out of it? A year? Two? 10. <laughs> a jersey costs, what, three times that? Yep. So, I guess. At if, least. At least. So then you're hoping to get six years out of it. It yep. makes sense. Yep. Just math. Smart. Just math that one up. Yep.
2: True Champ Fan 24 chimes in again and says, I will try to be quick in case y'all need to leave for practice. Ah, True Champ Fan knows what's up. And we do. He says, Zach, as a Steven, I'm all down for you to name your child Steve, Steven, Stevens. Got to toss a PH version in there, though. Can't, can't be doing that, True Champ Fan. Uh, yesterday I said, uh, what do you think of me naming my child Steve, Steven, Stevens? I love it. Yeah, I do too. My girlfriend, (laughs) I'm not necessarily having a kid with right now, it's not like it. Mm.
1: (laughs) I can't imagine why.
2: I can't that. That's what I tell her. She says, first, or he says, first jersey was a Steve Young. My dad is a Niners fan, and I actually love Steve Young as a player. Very underrated. If being a Hall of Famer can be underrated. Unfortunately, growing up, all my jerseys had my last name on them, as my dad did not believe in buying player ones. He believed it was a waste of money, and I learned the hard way buying my own for the first time. A Brandon Marshall jersey, only to have him traded midway through the season. Ugh but I have plenty of Showley ones. I rock my Showley 88 every game day. So Stephen Showley chiming in right here. He says, my goal is to get a Champ Bailey home orange. They have been tough to get in recent years, and it's the only one I really care about having. Thanks, guys. Keep up the hard work. I think I can speak for the entire BSN family when I say we love having Dre and Henry on the pod as well.
1: Thanks for always participating. We appreciate you, true champ fan. This one's from Burrito Chad. He says, this will sound like I'm joking, but I'm not. To cure the hiccups, is this something yesterday? Someone had the hiccups?
2: No, someone just randomly asked, how do you cure hiccups?
1: Oh, was it a uh, uh, drop switch?
2: believe so. It was a five-word question.
1: Okay. He says, to cure hiccups, take a tall glass of water, place a paper towel over the top, and drink the entire glass of water through the napkin. <laughs> think this is a joke drink it through the paper towel like a filter i do this every single time i have beer induced hiccups it instantly cures them as well as gets you a bit hydrated win-win
2: burrito chad you better not be making me look like a dweeb when i'm with my friends after having some beers and i'm just i'm getting water all over myself because i'm trying to drink it through a napkin
1: i don't get uh the beer hiccups you know what does randomly give me hiccups though (laughs) really spicy hot wings that is very random i know i don't know what it is i really don't that's why i stay away from them but when i'm like crushing some extra hots <laughs> if i i think it's maybe just from going too fast because mm. when you're eating something really hot yeah if you slow <laughs> down it yep. starts to Your burn host. a little more
2: <laughs> <laughs> and every time i get hiccups from that i thought you were gonna say watching broncos practice
1: it's funny no <laughs> it's funny because you think if you were watching me eat it, you would think I was being like tortured. <laughs> like, my eyes are watering and I'm, I have the hiccups, but I'm enjoying it so much.
2: That is so weird. I don't know how you can enjoy that. I don't know how you can enjoy it. And True Champ fan chimes in and says to this conversation: Fun fact. Don't try to scare a seventh month old to cure their hiccups. My bad.
1: Seems like a generally good idea.
2: Yeah, I'm. Sh- I'm sure. Uh, the seven month olds. Mom wasn't too happy about that.
1: How did hiccups become a subplot of this podcast? <laughs> From Rob. I once had a case of the hiccups for three days straight. I couldn't sleep or anything and eventually went to urgent care. Jesus. Wow. That's like a nightmare for me. Yes. There are three medical treatments for hiccups. One is to grab your tongue and pull it out hard until it's painful, then hold it there for a while. No. I
2: feel, are you guys giving us just goofy advice?
1: If that doesn't work, there is a more not safe for work option. I'm happy you had that. Sex?
2: <laughs> That's your guess
1: That's my guess yeah. Do you not know what NSFW stood for
2: If you would have given me time I would have known
1: My god <laughs> So when you see like something that says like NSFW You're just, <laughs> just sitting there in the media it. room Clicking <laughs> on it <laughs> uh, And if that doesn't work There's a medication they can give you That is used for patients with psychosis The side effect of the drug is that it cures hiccups
2: So you um, went to urgent care for them to tell you To pull your tongue out really hard or, I wonder if they had to go to the step of. I wonder if they used step two or just went straight to, straight to the medicine.
1: He's like, sir, you got three options. <laughs> I noticed you have a ring on your finger, so I think option two is out. <laughs> uh, anyways, <laughs> it says, are there any uh, BSN people in the Cedar Falls slash Waterloo area of Iowa? I'd love to get some Broncos watch parties going. This might be easier to organize with a form that Ryan mentioned a while back. Do you know roughly when that's coming to the website? I do not. I bring it up every time I can. (laughs) Off topic, does BSN have any plans to cover the Rapids? I love soccer but find it's difficult to follow with the lack of media coverage. I was at Tim Howard's first game with the Rapids. I still have the scarf that says U.S. Secretary of Defense.
2: (laughs) That's pretty cool.
1: Uh, We've dabbled in it early in the BSN days, and what we learned is just there's not enough demand. Uh, And as you move into a subscription model like we have, it – it becomes even more important for there to be demand. Um, I will say there are some some teams in Colorado that have um, proved to us that there is a demand there. Unfortunately, the Rapids just aren't one of them. Exactly. I I'm think right. they would need like three to four years of sustained, high-level championship-type success for people to really hop on board.
2: Ryan, we've had five buzzer beaters come in in the past five minutes or so. Next one coming in from Carpaccio. Chris said, sup, fellas. First off, thank you for keeping me sane with my foot Broncos football coverage. I'm at the point where I watch the games I recorded from the previous season. I just miss it a ton. That's why we're here for you, Carpaccio. He says, anyways, as I watched the first game against Kansas City that last season, I really took note of the multiple missed tackles in one play. With that being said, I really feel Vic's no-nonsense personality, especially when it comes to tackling, will do a lot for this team. Granted, most of those missed tackles were on either Hill, Hunt, Kelsey, and Mahomes. Hunt is gone. Hill has the issues of his own. I really agree with Ryan here. I think Casey will take a step back. Lastly, I know D. Ford went to San Francisco, but have they made any more significant additions or subtractions to a defense that struggled severely last year? Thank you.
1: Yeah, I mean, they got Frank Clark. They got another... Honey Badger. 4-3 pass rusher. They got the Honey Badger. They're trying out there. I just think it's going to take a year for it to mesh.
2: Right, new defensive coordinator.
1: Right, Steve Stag- Spagnuolo. Um, who's the other pass rusher they got? They got another guy who you've heard of, but I can't remember who. Not Shane or Shaq. We know that. Certainly not. Drop Switch jumps in and says, Happy Taco Tuesday, everyone. I wonder
2: if this is Drop Switch is going to start another movement about Taco Tuesday.
1: I love tacos. <laughs> I haven't had a good taco in a minute. Maybe huh? I'll make some keto tacos tonight. It's
2: taco Tuesday. Might as well. Might as well. Got to celebrate.
1: All right. And one final novel before we sign off here. And it comes from <laughs> Polish Filipino. He says, fellas, one of my good friends is a Raider fan. We argue all the time. Our biggest back and forth argument we've had over the last years was the Von Miller versus Khalil Mac debate, a classic. I've always hated it because I'm so grateful for Von's time in Denver. And I think arguing over the two best players of the position is dumb. Recently, he started a new argument again, even though Mac isn't even a Raider anymore. Just thought I'd share with you an email that I sent him today with some stat comparisons of their first five seasons in the NFL. The the result? Von Miller all day. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is in the first-person voice of Polish (laughs) Filipino. Hey, just thought I'd share some stats through the first five seasons for both players. I cherry-picked what I thought are the most important stats and awards available. If you want to throw in PFF grades, that is... Probably a back and forth stat, but I don't know because you need their premium membership to see. You can have Mac. I'm completely fine with Von Miller and his near identical statistics, but clear advantage in playoff success. This is why I would care less about the argument. Your player was good for four years for your franchise, and they chose to let him go. My player is still great for the franchise, and he was instrumental in bringing a championship to Denver. What's even better is we now have two outside linebackers that are far and away better than anyone on your team. Argue about players that are on your team. Mac will retire a bear, and if he goes into the Hall of Fame, he'll do so as a bear. <laughs> Here's the first five seasons of their careers. Tackles, Vaughn 350. Oh no. Mac 350. Vaughn 267. Assists, Mac 82, Vaughn 57. Tackles for loss, Mac 78, Vaughn 81. There are so many things here. I'm only going to do a couple more. QB <laughs> hits. Mac 102. Vaughn, 123. Sacks, Mac, 53. Vaughn, 60. Forced fumbles, <laughs> Mac, 15. Vaughn, 17. And that's where I'm going to stop. Von
2: Miller has more Pro Bowls. They're both tied for the first team All-Pros. Player of the Weeks, they have the same. Vaughn Miller has more Player of the Months. Vaughn Miller has six and a half more playoff sacks to Cleo Mac, zero.
1: Von Miller has more playoff tackles. Just stop. The only one that matters is Von Miller has a Super Bowl MVP. Mm. And a Super Bowl. And a Super Bowl. And two Super Bowl appearances. Mm hmm. That's the end of the discussion. Done. Good night. See ya. And good luck. And good luck. For this Tuesday. Enjoy and your tacos. Eat your tacos. <laughs> enjoy your Broncos. And subscribe to bsndenver.com. That's a good Tuesday for everyone. And that's a good Tuesday for us. I'm going to try to stay awake for the entirety of Broncos practice. Not because it's boring, but because I've already been awake for nine hours. And it's only noon, <laughs> about noon. But, anyways, we'll catch back up with you tomorrow, and I'll be freshly rested. See you guys later.
0: It's Allie and Lindsay here, and we want to talk to you about our new favorite wine subscription. It is Winester. The best thing about Winester is that they work with small wineries. You know BSN loves supporting small local businesses, and Winester is just that, supporting real people making real wine. These guys will curate a hand-picked shipment for you from the best small wine producers in the U.S. So my favorite part about Winester is the fact that